The time is 8.10 p.m. The date is January 15th, 2015. The, the forecast tonight is podcast. Did you say something? I was busy thinking about <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a fun one. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the one, the only, the Better Heroes of the Storm podcast for better, better people. Oh, fuck. Indeed. Yeah, I'm you, a mess you already. that up. <laughs> This is Stormwatch. My name is Abra. We've got Maid drinking a tall glass of milk here. And then uh, me and Zavis enjoying our scotch. How are you doing, Zavis? I'm good. I'm like the scotch. Mm. Oh. It's a, it's a blend, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's probably a whiskey blend. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, rock- I'm drinking my nice scotch because I'm celebrating tonight. Do you, want, you guys want to know what I'm celebrating? Sure, let's go for it. We're in the motherfucking beta. Hey So yeah, I guess I guess that's a pretty good reason. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, how you guys been? I mean, I know that we've been talking for the past hour in the pre-show, but how have you guys been? <laughs> yeah, pretty sweet. Man. The pre-show sweet. is an exclusive club. <laughs> Can't let everybody know about it. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you weren't supposed to say it, man. Okay. Uh, let's say hi to the chat here. Hi, chat. And, uh... I'd have to actually get on chat yeah. first. I'll just leave this here. <laughs> I wanted to do that basically just because there was this, like, random white box in the, uh, bottom right of the stream, and I didn't want people to think that it was an accident. That's actually supposed to be there because it's the chat. So now you know. Um, so we have a shit ton to talk about, because we've got, uh, Thrall out, we've got Sky Temple, we've got all sorts of wonderful new things, so, uh... And we've got one man down, so we've got more to talk about with less people. Yeah, um... R.I.P. Biffy. Let's really quick pour one out for our homie. (laughs) Just pour that on my laptop, the stream goes out. (laughs) Um, Biffy can't make it tonight, we were gonna record on Tuesday, but then... Uh, didn't get around to it? I don't know what happened there. <laughs> we just didn't record. Shit happens. So then, this is the... I mean, and you know, we had just gotten into the beta. We didn't have a lot of time to grind out a bunch of games. I'm almost level 7 on Thrall now, so I'm ready to talk about him. Um, but yeah, it's... What are you guys thinking so far? Before we get into any specific topics, are you guys happy? I am super happy, but I'm disappointed because I was totally going to do a, a segment about Falstad, and I was going to play Falstad, and uh, because I bought Falstad during the, uh, the alpha, and I don't have Falstad. <laughs> you got him before the wipe then? Yeah, I got him before the wipe. Nice, man. Like, Whoops. Yeah, we were, uh, he goes, oh, dude, I'm going to play some Falstad before the show, and I go, all right, great, great, great. Uh, and... Then we go into quick match, and he's just like, "Hmm, dude, I don't own Falstad. <laughs> Something's going on." Zavis, how's the beta treating you? It's pretty good. Um, I like Thrall. He's fun. Oh yeah. And I don't know. It's just nice to see some of the changes, some of the fixes and updates. And I haven't had a chance to try too many of the updated heroes. I'm gonna have some fun talking about Abathur in a bit, but I'll save that for topical. Yeah, me and, Maid and I both ta- uh, played some Lily, so we'll have that. And then Falstad, who gives a shit about Falstad? <laughs> it's Falstad, Falstad can fly. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's only not to... as much as he used to. Okay, so uh, let's hit up this topic list here, shall we? Um, what do we got here, dude? We're not supposed to know about the topic list either. No, that's fine. I think they're Secret allowed to know about man. the topic list. I got it. I'm not too worried about play? it. Yeah, as a general start. Uh, Zavis, I'm going to leave you in charge of telling us what topic we're supposed to be talking about because I am only on two monitors tonight instead of my usual three, so I can't keep it oh, up. Oh, you poor baby. I know. Okay. <laughs> I feel like such a plebe. Sure. Let's go to ranked play then. Yeah. Uh, notice that none of us actually mentioned the fact that ranked play or draft mode was available uh, while talking about, like, the you know, intro- introductions to... <laughs> what we're interested in from the beta? <laughs> yeah. Even though I was so excited, it's just, like, very, very bare bones. I guess, like, yeah. 
So to start, it's nice that we have a, you know, a draft mode at all, because unless you were queuing as five, you more often than not ended up with some kind of stupid team composition where you weren't happy with the the heroes that you had, where you had, like, double specialist a lot of the time, or no support, no tank, uh, never no assassins, but... Uh, <laughs> That's because everyone plays assassins. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's nice to have that, but I think it's overshadowed by the fact that we have no, um, let's see, no swapping, so you, whoever's first pick just has to pick their role, regardless of what the, like, chase heroes are. If your top pick wants to play support, then they have to just pick Rhaegar, and then the other team can get Tychus and uh, Arthas, Mm. stuff like that. I mean, I would disagree about the need for swapping. You can do that in League of Legends, right? Yeah. Uh, But I guess in League of Legends, there's just such a huge hero pool, and... uh, there's, there's always, you know, you counter different heroes, and our stuff is good against that and that. Um, whereas right now, we have 35 heroes, or what? Something like that? 36, I want to say. Or maybe it's a 34. It's a, yeah. 37? Somewhere. <laughs> Let's just keep guessing numbers for a while. I mean, really, there's only uh, 12 real heroes. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, I mean, because of that number, uh, you can't really afford that. I, I guess maybe it will change. Maybe with the banning, we'll get a new type of drafted... Uh, I, I don't want to say draft meta, but uh, a, a new type of drafting methods. Um, but right now, it's part of the strategy. Uh, you pick something good on the first pick, or you try to yeah. throw your open notes into disarray. It'd just be nice if you could pick the best heroes first, or, like, the most hard-to-get heroes, you know. For instance, right now, if you want to get Thrall, but also if you want to, um, get, like, the top picks, you really need to... There's there's the option, you can have your party leader be the person who's gonna be your tank or your DPS or something like that, and that helps. But the problem is you can't switch them out so that you know you can't do that that bothers me well, yeah, yeah, yeah like I, where I, you're trying to go here I think like we were playing a few the other day with the one guy who wanted to play Vala and three games in a row couldn't get Vala because yeah. he ended up in yeah, like yeah, yeah. fourth or fifth pick and then the enemy team would always take it my buddy and... Ryan would always want to he's a pretty kick-ass Vala and like he was always fourth or fifth pick and you know, I didn't want anybody in particular. I'd just be like, oh, first pick Uther, because I was party leader, because I'm just, I'm a leader. You know, guys, some people, they just have that spirit. See, this is face. But uh, I was just like, I was party leader, and I'd just be like, pick Uther or Illidan first pick, and then he'd just wait and watch, you know, uh, Vala well, be taken. Watch and Vala disappear at the finish. <laughs> yeah. So that was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, um, it's all, it's, we're in beta. They're just testing out their systems right now. Um, other things that we, I mean, like, we could talk about the issues with the ranking system, but um, some of the other podcasts have covered that, and just the fact that there aren't very many people at the top ranks right now means that, like, I'm not too concerned about it. You know, the thought is you can just get to rank one just by playing a lot, even if your win rate is garbage, but we're not sure if that's true. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I think the most direct correlation in League is going to be Hearthstone every single time, because that seems to be what they're basing it on. Yeah. Even though there's a point system, and in Hearthstone there's a star system. It's the same um, thing. I don't, I don't know if there's actually bonus points for for win streaks. Not that um, I've seen. But con- considering Hearthstone is kind of based on luck, uh, ranked Q is kind of based on luck in terms of uh, team composition. Oh, careful, you say that in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not entirely, of course. You know, if you're running a, a five-man, that's not luck at all, really. But um, 
if you're doing pure pure random stuff, I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna work out the same way. It's uh, personal skill and the right the right heroes and stuff like that, and uh, you're gonna rise through after a bunch of games, of course. Well, so I'm just concerned with like some people seem to think, oh, well, you get what is it, 200 points for a win, and you lose 60 points for a loss. Yeah, something like that. But they've also yeah, so it was like a five-one ratio or something. There's been also discussions about like, oh, as you get to the higher levels, it changes, and there have been other mentions of. Um, there was a guy who posted on Reddit saying that based on the confidence that the matchmaking system has of your rating, a lot of times the people who are you know fifty and ten. It knows that they're very good, and it's going to keep giving them points so that they can get to the point where they're actually getting good matches. And very early on, so few people were high-rated that it was almost all new players, and the people who were really spamming games were going to go up. So we'll just wait and see on that. This is this is yeah, my not talking in. about this. It's a couple days in, and I, I honestly have no real understanding of how this rank works. It is a bit awkward in the fact that it's just, like, ranks from 50 to 100 instead of showing you an MMR rating. Yeah. And I don't know if it's been said if it's supposed to reset. That feels like it'd be really terrible if it does a monthly reset like Hearthstone Ladder does. But <laughs> Don't even give me that. That would be awful. Like... Just, that's not the rank mode I want in this. In Hearthstone, okay, sure, whatever, but I would not want that in Heroes. That would really be frustrating. Um, what did I have to say? Crap. Um, I don't know. What, it's been drinking too much milk. <laughs> Dude, you gotta lay off. Yeah, man, oh, it's too hard for me. Too strong. I gotta, I gotta get on the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, about the rank system yeah. I mean it's not coming back man okay. let's move on <laughs> the, so like um what else do we have to say about the rank system as a whole anything um what else is there to even cover really I mean just back really quickly to the the, the, the party thing um oh yeah does it actually work like that, where party leader always gets first or second or something? If you're in a five-man, the party leader always gets first pick, if not whatever, one of the party leaders. So, like, if there's a three and a two, the party leader of one of those two gets first pick. If there's a three, a one, and a one, then one of those three people do. I guess that's kind of the way they want people to manipulate playing, you know? They don't want people complain, complaining about how, oh, it's random and I get first pick or stuff like that, but, um... I guess it's kind of an awkward way to do it. Yeah, you know, I think the best way is just to be entirely random, but if you've got a five-man versus another five-man, then being able to at least choose whose first pick is kind of nice. Yeah. Only so far as the sense that, as you said, there's no hero swapping right now. Yeah. So that's kind of like the fallback for that is, well, at least we can pick, you know, we know who's going to be first yeah, pick because they're the party picked. leader. Whereas if you just had swapping, it literally wouldn't matter if you were in a five-man. Like, you could have any person be first pick, because in a five-man, you're going to be communicating. So whoever happens to be first pick, picks whatever you want to pick first, and then you swap later. So I guess swapping but, does do that much better in that, uh... Yeah. Whereas right now, you just kind of have to be like, okay, well, we can, we can guarantee who gets first pick for our team. <laughs> so you're either going to guarantee who gets first pick overall, or you're going to guarantee who gets, like first pick Top and then pick. or a second pick and then some third pick like some other person's going to be a third pick yeah but depending on the coin toss at the beginning for which team gets it so yeah that's uh first topic. it's you know i guess yeah it's just like we're very early in um we can't judge too much it's not everything that we wanted not even close but um it's nice to have a draft game and although it's not clear right now whether or not ranked mode is an indicator of skill at all, and despite the fact that there is no indicator of your rank on your profile, um, you know we'll get there, guys. Don't 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 get too worried about it. All right, 
Uh, so I think we should move on to Glorious Sky Temple. <laughs> that sounds Nate's good. got a lot to say about Sky Temple. <laughs> wow. Does he? You know what? Can I just say that without me, this is just the most low-energy podcast ever. You know, like, I can appreciate it being chill. It's kind of nice. But also... I bring the energy down. I gotta be chill. I miss, I miss Biffy. Did I say mate? I meant Biffy. I've been drinking. Oh, no. You said mate. I meant Biffy. The fact that we don't have Biffy with us. I think that's true, but Biffy, ta- Biffy chooses his moments. He does. He can be pretty quiet. Indeed. Ah, man. So Sky Temple is freaking gorgeous. Oh, my God. It's too gorgeous. It's sometimes distracting. But that's me. <laughs> Literally. That's what I said. Mate said the same first thing. Time. First time. First time I went up a map, I was like, oh, this is nice. And then quickly I was like, oh, f- fuck, this is too much. <laughs> I, I have it's... to say I agree a bit. Like, it, I sometimes have a hard time distinguishing things. Like, oh, there's, there's this yellow minion on the yellow sand, and I can kind of tell it's there because he has a blue shield. But... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a quick detour just really fast to mention that the new skin reworks are also sometimes really, really confusing. Um, especially on, on Sky Temple more than other maps, because uh, it's already confusing. But then we have Thrall, who has uh, a kind of golden-ish armor, right? And kind of, uh, kind of that with spikes and stuff like that. And he's kind of big. And then you have Muradin, um, I forget which one it is, but there's kind of an armored Muradin who, in, when he does Avatar, he's super golden and shit. And uh, you almost can't distinguish be- between either. It's really horrible. Because uh, one's kind of squishy and is kind of high-focus DPS, and the other is just some uh, fat bastard who uh, has too much <laughs> HP regen. <laughs> he doesn't anymore. They finally fixed that. Uh, it's still pretty crazy. Uh, is it too much? They fixed I don't the know. broken aspect of it, and then yeah, the literally the broken, broken aspect. Yeah, but then they buffed the intended amount. Mm-hmm. So, so back we'll to see. Sky Temple. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool um, map. I like it. It it is but so it's high, very very swingy. Oh uh, yeah, um, I I actually like where it's heading. Um, other maps have felt kind of. Uh, too standard. Like Blizzard had has so much powerful stuff they can bombard us with, you know? They've shown us with StarCraft Legacy of the Void and Diablo that they can do all these particle effects and all this cool shit, all these cool concepts. And uh we get stuff like Dragon Knight and Garden of Terror, which kind of feel really, really tame in comparison. The Garden you know? of Terror has some good like aspects on it, like uh how during the nighttime all the plants come alive in the background and stuff. Yeah, but, but uh, it's still not, you know, like lasers and uh, no. yeah, that's... big sun and uh, stuff. The, the new one is definitely a lot more epic than any of the other ones. It's definitely, it definitely feels cool. And I think Heaven vs. Hell is going to continue that trend, obviously. Oh, probably. That could be cool. Um, oops. So, my biggest drawback for one, is actually, um, that might be just because there's no precedent for it, but it's too different. That's my, my, my biggest point right hmm. now. It's probably just an initial in, problem. In and what aspect of it? What's too different? Okay, like, like if you go with all the other maps, they all have the same uh, knights, pretty much. They all have the same uh, ogre camps. They all have the same golem camps. Yeah, which, now, by the way, is I'm pretty sure why they renamed Knights to Bruisers because yeah. Knights didn't make sense with In that anticipation skin. For this. Yeah. Um, but because of that, it's kind of confusing. Like uh, w- when I take these camps, I'm kind of like, do they do something different? Are they kind of less high priority? Uh, are they doing more burst? Um, it it kind of gets confusing. I gotta say, um, and the Bruiser dudes, especially. Um, because of a color scheme, you can. It's kind of hard to distinguish from the regular creatures. Yeah, so, that's true. I did notice that a little bit. That's something that's kind of annoying. But uh, it's very interesting the way the objectives are like. They're not all or nothing objectives. Like, yeah. You control them for a while, and you're getting a benefit. But then you can lose them, and the other team gets the benefit for another half of the time, or so say like. They seem like they they can be very swingy. 
Yeah, they, I, I, the best comparison, I think, would be uh, Stealing Gollum. It's kind of like that. Um, it's like every single middle sky temple temple thing is, is kind of like a golem. Uh, so, yeah. it. One thing I like and kind of I'm not too sure about is that it makes lane pushing irrelevant, almost. Yeah, it did I seem mean, like the laning was very, very... I've played three or four games on the temple, um, and I yeah, I agree that like laning was very, very pushed to the side. It takes a little while for the temples to come up, at during which time you can pretty much just lane, but um, once they once the temples start coming up, it's a lot of team fights, a lot of ganking, a lot of getting uh, camps, and not a whole lot else. But yeah, I actually like you don't that. Push I, a lot. I, I think lane pushing was kind of an, an I'm not sure. I'm not Blizzard, obviously, but I think it was kind of an unintended side effect. Hmm. They wanted a, a hero brawler where everything is pew pew pew. Everyone's fighting hmm. and doing all this stuff, and people instead were trying to do, uh, you know, like Zuna's four minute thirty or was it five minute thirty run on uh, uh, Blackheart's Bay. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like well, a, I made maybe. this game for this. <laughs> I mean. I feel like if Blizzard didn't want lane pushing, they wouldn't have made specialists. Yeah, that's very true. True. Um, uh, and, you know, the, their intentions could have changed throughout developing the game. Um, true. But I think the thing is just, uh... Jesus, mate, you are really going at <laughs> All the energy. <laughs> just will not stop drinking Red Bull. Okay. Oh, what is it? Power thirst! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I could quote that video all day, but I'm gonna... I can't. I'm gonna refrain. It, but I remember that. Don't do it. I won't um, do I was it. gonna say, though, in regards to that lane-pushing thing, it might be partially because of this, but also just another big thing that when... the way that map is different from a lot of the other ones, it's really big. Mm-hmm. Like, that map is so much bigger, and I particularly noticed it in a game we played the other night, where it was even the Hero League, and I thought I had a certain hero clicked, and I didn't, and then I randomed on Sergeant Hammer, yep. and holy crap, is she really bad on that map, because you can't one of get her anywhere. biggest drawbacks, yeah, one of her biggest drawbacks is she has really low mobility in the long term, and that map is really big, so it's like... We, uh, we lost that game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not just that. It's that um, the Sky Temples. It's it makes it so much fa- so much more fast paced that uh, it makes heroes like Sergeant Hammer doing their pushing both one irrelevant uh, because you can't not take control of a Sky Temple. It's just too good to pass up. Which I'm 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 totally cool with it. You know, it's not like a resurgence kind kind of deal. You know what um, it is? I find that. As long as it's just for this map, as long as they're not going to start changing other maps so that the objectives happen constantly and are the most important thing you can possibly be doing, I'm okay with it, having a map where basically all you do is team fight. That sounds exciting, but there are other aspects to the game. Like, you know, playing Sergeant Hammer, playing, um, probably Abathur is also very bad on Sky Temple, because his little, Mm. well, I don't know, um... I, I mean, Murky sure isn't going to do shit on Sky Temple. Oh, yeah. uh, He's getting, uh, the, like, pure specialist types who really are trying to just, you know, uh, push lanes yeah. are going to do I, such little uh, damage to the towers compared to How many Merc camps were there on that map? I, I haven't played it enough. Really there are there at was least five because there's a five? boss. Because there's at least two of the golem things, uh-huh. like the uh, giants. And there's a boss, there's which was interesting, by the way. Easy camps on the bottom, along with the boss, and then medium camps um, on there the top. Two medium camps, two with the bruisers. Yeah, I think there's five total. Because okay. I mean, yeah, that affects bruisers. how specialists perform too, is because they're generally pretty good at taking camps. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know how much good you're gonna get with Gazlo on the map. Yeah. Well, I mean. But that's what I mean. I mean. He's like, supposed to be good. He's Gazelle's the number to be good, of I think. camps that exist affects how powerful those specialists and, that do yeah. that are. Because things like Zagara and Gazlo can 
take merc camps pretty effectively, even if they can't directly push a lane. It's it's how compact it is. Also, um, like it mercs, even if there's not that many, if they're all compact together, then you can you know go go around taking all of them, and then you have this big merc bush. But in that case, you it's pretty hard to steal enemy camps. Not that it's dangerous because maps are so wide and everybody's so focused. You can no, come actually you, pretty easily steal, but you make a uh, good point they're that so they're uh, they're far enough away that it's hard to get a whole bunch in quick succession. Um, I do think it's good. They're, they're also trying to encourage in in some way things like Zagara's Nidoswarm. Because that uh, is interesting. In, that in would other be maps. It's just like a dead spell, pretty much. But in that, it's so huge, and um, just the bonus of getting back to the battlefield instantly is so good. Switching between temples, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, neat. Because, like, like, like unlike now, the tribute map, you know where the templars are going to be every time, uh, and yeah, it's large enough uh, do you? that you could. Well, yeah, there's kind only like, three spots. Uh, I mean, oh, I don't sure, mean sure, sure, the true. order, but they're in fixed locations. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I mean, uh, a situation I've seen happens several times so far is the top and middle ones happen. Um, so something you can do is that uh, with Zagara, you everyone's focusing on the middle one, right? Because they're like, oh, this is high priority. Everybody's going to come towards this one anyways. Definitely. So you happen, go for yeah. top. You go for top. You take that. You do your little thing, you know. You, you, you take it just for the pressure. Then they're like, oh, crap, you know. Let, let, let's send someone to let's send like Zeratul for Zagar so then you're like oh crap I can't do this so then right as he's coming you knight us you down pull. and then you've got a 5v4 yep like just like that easy easy peasy <laughs> so yeah make stuff like that possible just gotta stash that knight us somewhere well there's so much space in that and there's, they actually hidden uh, in, in other maps you know like in uh, Cursed Hollow there's a lot of uh, hooks and Crooks and nannies? Crooks How do you and... Say that? No, wait. Crooks and... Nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies. <laughs> Crooks and nannies. Crooks and nannies. Crooks and crannies. That sounds like a really bad board game. Crooks and nannies. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> um... Wait, oh man, hang the Canadians on. outnumber the Americans on this podcast. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. I'm not oh. done with Crooks and Nannies yet. No, we're done. <laughs> Crooks hey. and Nannies. Yeah, that's true. We've got... But, you know, Quebec and the rest of Canada don't really count as one contiguous country. So, we've kind of got yeah, a, one Canadian, one French Canadian, and one, <laughs> one a lot uh, of American. Would, uh, a lot of people here would agree with that. <laughs> I know most of the Quebecs, well, Quebecians probably would, wouldn't they? You know, I didn't really <laughs> protest it either. <laughs> Give me a sec. I gotta. Glad that we've got that all figured out. Oh Jesus Christ! I am confused. We didn't need Maybe to see it's that. Maybe just warm. <laughs> there we go. For a minute, I thought he was gonna reveal a shirt that was relevant to the topic, but yeah. it's like uh, fucking Liberty Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> Free Quebec. Wow, so that was that was a good little La separation. Glad that we got that out of the way. Let's move on. Uh let's fucking yeah, talk let's about Thrall, please. I yeah, love okay, Thrall. Okay. I think we've got a good warm up. Let's do Thrall. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do Thrall. He's that sexy. That's intense. <laughs> I mean hot orc. Hot muscled orc shaman. Uh, that earthquake, though. Mm. <laughs> he can sunder. Oh, never mind. Let's yeah, that, get going. <laughs> that, that earthquake gives you a seventy percent AOE slow. <laughs> yeah, see, mate, we were doing innu innuendo, so I know that you're just like talking about thrall. It's just like a bay. He's a little bay. He doesn't understand. Ah, oh, poor kid. Aww. Leave the wee bay alone. Aww. I'm. I'm just like. Whoa, that's weird. When I put my hand <laughs> up to my camera, it turns everything purple. Okay. And now color, you're yellow. That color correcting. That's pretty awesome. This is really good for the podcast listeners. This is good for everybody. Good radio right here. Thrall is thrall. awesome. <laughs> you know, let's cool. talk about Jaina instead. 
Um, so... Okay, Paul, Paul, before we get into Thrall, who's okay. better? Who was a better character? Thrall or Jaina? And a character I mean, oh, or... Heroes. Not lore-wise, just okay. like, on release, in Heroes, who was better? Oh, man, it's it's clearly gonna be Thrall, and he's just hammer-smashing everything. And I mean better in terms of, like, well-designed, not who's more OP. Alright, well, give us your answer, then. Because my well, answer is definitely Thrall. I'm gonna go with Jaina. I I, I think Thrall. I, I see Jaina. I I think Thrall is uh, well designed, but the numbers are fucked up, and I don't know if they can actually make it work without nerfing the numbers too much. Because uh, he I depends agree. on doing that heavy hitting. Uh, I but yeah. I really think Jaina was really nice spot. I love Thrall, and I like his design, but yeah, I agree. The numbers are maybe hey, a little off. You want to know how they balance Jaina so well? They made all of her spells do the fucking same thing. See? It's easy! <laughs> I hate Jaina so much. Just like Rainer. <laughs> Rainer's so balanced. Auto-attack, auto-attack. Auto-attack, auto-attack, bullseye. Auto-attack, auto-attack. That's actually anyway. going to be a pretty key point, you know, that I'm going to have to make for, for Fall. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess it is kind of easy... To balance a character that's kind of as simple-minded that as Jaina. That spells that deal damage and slow their enemies. Yeah, I guess. Deal damage Classic. in a line and slow your enemies. Deal damage enemies. in a cone and slow your enemies. Deal damage in an area and slow your enemies. Twice. Welcome to Mass Effect 3 ending. <laughs> Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? Or maybe no, you qualify the for the green pill. <laughs> you have to take a test for the green pill. You do. Um, so Thrall. Thrall is really interesting because he's squishy and yet he's resilient and he does a lot of damage and yet he doesn't do a lot of damage. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Um, no, it does. I mean... Um... He kind of like... The thing with Thrall is... If you're playing him well, you get rewarded so much. He's so skill-intensive, because you need to know when to be in the fight with your with your auto-attacks, when to be out of the fight, and positioning to do um, mostly uh, your chain lightning, you know? It's really, it's amazing. And his ults both are very strong, both in different ways. I think there are some people who are going to tell you... Oh, you know, don't bother ever taking Earthquake. Sundering is always better. And they may be right, but Earthquake is so high impact that you really can't dismiss it. Yeah, I would say that the, he's, in, in terms of function, I would say he's like a Kerrigan that's meant for uh, actual assassin. Kerrigan feels like the like two if there were two sides of a spectrum, Kerrigan would be the team fight aspect with Maelstrom or Ultralisk and uh, their AoE stun and grab, and Thrall would be the dude who's uh, sniping that dude, you know, yeah, rushing in, getting that kill, and uh, that's it. <laughs> Bob and weave. Yep. And you be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree. Uh, Thrall is very much a skirmish type of character. Like He's a fantastic duelist. You you poke around the outside for a while with the chain lightning, like you were saying, and then once you feel your opportunities there, you go for the root, run in with the wind fury, and beat them up a whole bunch, and then either straight up kill them or just pull out and then start it again by poking with the chain lightning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some glaring flaws, mostly numbers. Uh, I mean, Sundering is just way too wide. It does too much damage for what it does. You Whoa, know? that's a pretty uh, bold claim. I, I mean, j just compared to other things, you know? it's uh, It does a lot of damage uh, and it does a lot of stuff, but, like, do you really think it's too strong? I think... Which ability? Like, the Sundering. Uh, sundering. Like sundering. It, it's basically uh, a Falstad uh, lightning uh, lightning alt, 
except it also does a, a displacement and shit like that, you know? So, does it stun too? I think it kind of stuns, stuns, doesn't it? It does stun. Yeah, a it does bit. a lot so of damage, it, it stuns, but it's not nearly as long of a range as Falstad's ult. Yeah, well, the range usually doesn't matter, and it also has much wider. That's it's much debatable. wider. So, that, is it? I don't know. It, it feels wider, at least. Okay, that's, so, that's how I feel. Yes, he does more. I'd say that his ult is stronger than Shock and Awe, or whatever it's called now, because they changed the name of Shock and Awe. But, yes. Damn it, Blizzard. It, <laughs> they made it lore, Lori. Um, it's a uh, hinterland blast. Hinterland oh, blast. <laughs> it's shocking. Because all. hinterlands Seriously? for the yeah. wild hammers. They also made his um, tailwind into airy something. But like, come on, Blizzard! Nobody even fucking quested in the hinterlands. <laughs> I went there. No kidding. For- I, I went shit. there for my uh, my my t- Tanneris quest, and that was like in fucking two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Come on, Blizzard. you go there for like the quest you do to mol- to get into molten core, pretty much. Oh, so speaking both, let's let's bring it back to Falstead to Thrall from Falstead. Here's how I'm gonna do it. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So I played a game as Thrall, and we had a Falstead on our team, and like they do in a lot of the between a lot of the heroes there was an interaction and for this one Falstad says to Thrall and so he says isn't Falstad dead? and Thrall goes you really need to stop telling that story which is a reference to a video that went viral from BlizzCon where this like random guy in a red shirt I'm just I'm explaining for the viewers jeez (sighs) ah He goes, uh, he comes up and says, um, why aren't, uh, why isn't Falstead on the council in Ironforge, blah, 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 and, uh, it's like Chris Metzen or something, like, some Blizzard people are up there, and one of them goes, uh, isn't Falstead dead? And he goes, uh, no, um, he should be on this, because I read In the Shattering, and is, like, talking about the novel, which I can make fun of all I want, but I also read, because it was a good book. I liked it. Um, I love how you're kind of like ashamed I'm like, of yeah, having I'm like making fun of this guy. I'm like, um, in the shattering, uh, it said that Falstad, but I'm also like, I downloaded that shit on my nook. It was good. I liked it. This is like the equivalent of watching porn, but like, you actually feel bad about telling about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what? Good. Anyway, Real good, man. Um, Drop the ball. So the guy goes, uh, so, like, one of the Blizzard employees goes, isn't Falstead dead? And he goes, no, he's not. And it goes and explains. They find out that, according to the official lore of the game, there's some guy who should be in this certain spot in World of Warcraft who isn't. So they change it, and they put next to him an NPC with the same red shirt that the guy is wearing in the video. And, like, basically have that guy in there. So then that's a reference to that. Um, Thrall. Falstead telling Thrall. And then he says, isn't Falstead dead? Is referring to the Blizzard employee who said that. But Thrall is the person who Falstead says that to. And Thrall is who we're talking about right now. Mate, what are your overall thoughts on Thrall? Go. Uh, I think that this is how explaining internet memes usually goes. Whenever you have people around you. <laughs> I asked you about Thrall, Maid. What do you uh, think Well, I mean, it, it kind of links back to Thrall in a way, because you were explaining a meme about Thrall, you know? Shh. <sighs> uh, has got a really huge hammer. Yeah, he does. He does merc caps really well. Yeah, he, he does. He does team fights really well. Yeah, he does. He does assassinating really well. Yeah, he does. I don't know about laning, though, but, I mean, who cares about that? Cause, uh, <laughs> because Sky Temple. really well. Yeah, Sky Temple, bro. <laughs> you know, honestly, he's not that great of an assassin. He's a good duelist. So if you've got, you know, uh, a 1v1 situation, he'll usually win. He's really an amazing... Because obviously, Frostwolf Resilience, he's gaining a lot of life. Um, he can root, so if it's against a um, ranged character, he's got that going, as well as his increased move speed from Wind Fury and uh, chain lining, keeping up the damage when he's away from his opponents. But, 
if you're in a pl- situation where there's a team fight and you want to like pick somebody off, you don't have a stun, and you your root is only for one second or one point five seconds yeah. if you upgrade it. So you can't really like catch somebody and like deal a lot of damage really quick. Thrall is very good with sustained damage over like a medium period of time, but he doesn't have burst. I mean, well, I, I, he has a little burst, but not yeah. enough to be like see, the not thing, Nova burst. He, he has wind like one to zero. You his burst is from wind fury, and wind fury requires yes. three attacks, so that goes chunk chunk chunk. Yeah, which he takes some on a burst, time. but it's not enough to just instantly kill you. Right. So he has to rely on something to follow up, like. You know, maybe he pokes you down a bit with the chain lightning first, and then roots you and comes in and triple hits you, and then chain lightnings you as you try to run. Or if you're already wounded, he can kind of get the combo of root you, run in, wind fury, beat you in the face. I but, think it's I mean, better speaking strategy wise if we want to talk about this at all, because I'd like to actually talk a little bit about what our opinions on the right way to play thrall is, because I have some opinions on that. Um, number one would be. Never engage with your th- root unless they're running away from you already. You only want to use the root once they've started running away because you you use wind fury to get into them and start attacking them, and then you can W them as soon as they try to escape. In um, my experience, man. Mm. Unless you get the thinking. talent that lowers its cooldown. Um, battle momentum. Battle, yeah. Uh, no. The one I that... love Battle Momentum on Thrall. That might not be what you meant, but yeah. it's hilarious because Wind Fury stacks with that. Yeah, and, and the just... Wind Fury talent that makes you deal hit three times. Yeah. Um, also, I was looking at my numbers because I couldn't... Also, triple proxy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't refuse to believe that it would actually work, but I watched... I clicked on somebody, he attacked once, attacked twice, and I watched the numbers, and it went one, two, three. Because there's three rapid succession hits on the third hit when you talent it, and they all proc battle momentum, and it's crazy. Mm. And, and to explain it really simply to people who haven't played with or against Thrall or at Thrall, um, Thrall seems like he has a lot of HP, but he doesn't. Um, yes. So yeah. you you'd be kind of like, can definitely oh, confirm like that. I can just bur- I can just burst him down um, but he, w- the second Thrall gets to you and he probably will get to you unless you're like paying full attention he will hammer you with a, a, a fist of like 2000 burst damage over you know like 2-3 seconds it's not Nova stuff but it's it's definitely really quick um, and because he has a kind of root and stuff like that and because he's pretty fast by himself uh, he's basically slapping you really hard. So uh, that's how that's how fall works. Basically, he just hammers you to death really, really fast. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because, like you said, thrall actually his sustain is more from his passive than like having a high health total to begin with, or really high defensives. Basically, um, wow, you're both chewing. That's really screwy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's very interesting that he has such low base health, and yet his visual design looks like he has such bulkiness. Like you look at him, and he's got these giant pauldrons and oh, the huge shoulder metal pads. armor. Yeah, he looks like a those tank. shoulder he pads looks, are intense. It's an orc in plate mail. Yep, he looks like he should be a beast, but he's actually not that durable. You can punch through him pretty quick. It's yeah. not bad. Like I feel like the health bars. Like whenever I go against him, his health bars seem huge. Like health bars adapt differently to the amount of max HP the hero has, and his just seems bizarrely large well, whenever each, I go against each him. Each bar is two fifty health, and that doesn't change at all. But like, it does. Like he does just seem to die really quickly if you're not really like, yeah, paying attention, working on keeping his sustain up. So. I mean, the comparison I've been waiting to make, I, I kind of talked over this in the pre-show a bit, it's that um, why he feels so ridiculously strong, um, and that's when you compare him to the only other real 
quote-unquote basic attack hero, which is Rainer. Uh, Rainer is obviously ranged attack, so he's kind of like a bit more guaranteed than Frawl is. Um, but Frawl uh, goes against... How do I say this? Fuck. Uh, Frawl counters not having range by having a much, much more significant combo than Rainer does. R Rainer thrives in being able to continually hit over a pretty long duration of time. He, he doesn't really have any escapes, just like Frawl. Uh, he focuses on melee attack just like Frawl. Um, but the difference comes in how much burst they're actually able to do. And Frawl is just able to do so much more He's able to get in the fight and out so much better. He's got roots. He's got spells. He's got those crazy, I mean, mind-blowing alts. And, uh, yeah, but that's kind of what upsets me about Frawl. He's, he feels too strong when you compare him to other things. I, I mean, you could always micro-wave from Frawl, sure. But what happens if he takes Earthquake or you're rooted or etc.? You can actually get away from Rainer, but not I'm, from Thrall. I'm very excited to see how Thrall plays out in a competitive setting, because, you know, we saw Jaina, and nobody really said anything about her power levels, as far as I remember. She was just like, okay, and right in the middle. And she you know, wasn't really like, picked very much in tournaments. But Thrall, like, people are really talking, like, if you play him right, he can be pretty much invincible. And especially if you spec him a certain way. So it'll be interesting to see how people handle him. Yeah, he he can be rough, and as you both mentioned, like I found his thundering alt is the more sure bet of them all. Because I mean, you can always do something with that. You can yeah. always make a line damage and cut off someone's escape route. But yeah, earthquake is it's more of an interesting one. I think you need to feel it out a bit. I've tried it a little to see just kind of how it worked, and if you have, if you can tell the enemy team, like you look at who you're facing and you see a lot of melee enemies, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, mm -hmm. like when you get people right in your range and you pop that earthquake, that really does screw with them a lot. So, so do you guys think that Thrall will see nerfs? Uh, most definitely. I really? think it's not even... Uh, 100%. Maybe not to his I disagree set. completely. I, I mean, think he maybe... might. But I, I think it will depend on how the next month or two go and people adapt to understanding Thrall and knowing how to fight against him. I think there is yeah. a significant amount of counterplay to Thrall. Personally. Oh, definitely. I, I think I don't think it's going to be that massive nerfs. I think maybe 10% less damage on his attacks, maybe Wind Fury nerfs, uh, maybe just one part, maybe just the Sundering, uh, maybe Earthquake's going to get 10, 5-10% off, you know. Um, I think it might even depend on what future ner future buffs are planned for other characters. They, they completely reworked Lily, made her completely viable in my opinion. Um, maybe they'll just go, okay, let's do that for Rainer, let's do that for uh, ETC. Also, let's, do let's that. nerf Arthas. <laughs> well, I mean, they haven't nerfed Arthas, so maybe that's yeah. the way they're going. Yeah. They haven't nerfed Arthas yet. Maybe they're saying, you know... I don't hate the idea of raising the power level of the game overall, in which case um, we just bring everybody else on par with Arthas, and that could be fine. I don't know what the difference is. Like, I don't know what the difference is between, like, nerfing one ch hero and buffing all of the other heroes. I, I It's just more work. I, no, I mean, it, it's, it's more work in the short run to buff all the other heroes, but I think it's completely viable. I've been saying this for a while now on our podcast. Uh, I completely agree with this mentality. I mean, if... if Does that shorten Thrall, games, then? Does it make... Yes, I, I think it definitely shortens games, especially mm -hmm. with Resurgence removed. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though we've seen Core do more damage, uh, games are shorter than ever, I feel now. Which yeah, I I definitely have not seen a game that go beyond, I want to say, 25 minutes since the patch. And I've only played, like, maybe 15, 20 games in the last couple of days, but, like, I enough mean, that, you know. Maybe it's people feeling like they need to try new things. Maybe it's people, like, they, they can finally do what they want with the characters they want. You know, Lily, uh, Mirrodin, stuff like that. 
Maybe they feel pressured by fall over new maps. Maybe it's ranked play that's actually making people play well. You know, we have to take that into consideration. Maybe people were making games last long because they were actually playing like shit. Yeah, and they weren't really concerned about whether they won or not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just quick play, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, who cares, your hot slot again, MMR? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, speaking Although, of, since you mentioned Lily. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go to Lily. That's what I was just going to say. Nice smooth transition. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to cut in, but you know, you know what? We'll work on it. It's episode five. We both We're still got learning. there. We both got there. We're still in beta, guys. <laughs> We're still. At... We're still in beta. Are, We're still are we at out the of point alpha where... now? I think the podcast has gone out of out of alpha into beta. Because there were a couple pretty alpha episodes, but at this point, we're comfortable enough that's that we've You know what? I have a new mic, so yeah, that that's enough to bring us beta. out of alpha beta. Well, wait, so, so we went from alpha to beta? Isn't that, like, a downgrade, technically? How so? No, it's just some internet stuff. Beta is basically people who are, um, you know, considered a plebeian... You know, I think I think you're being pretty beta, both by making this comparison and also by pronouncing plebeian weirdly. I'm 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 French Canadian, you know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Don't talk with your mouth full, man. What am I, your mother? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so well, this is an audio. We podcast. got reworks, not to Diablo, who we were expecting, nor to Sonia, who we would have liked, but we did get some reworks. <laughs> Uh, randomly to Abathur, which I don't know that anybody was expecting, and Falstead... Falstead was was kind of, like, weird, just because his W is passive, which is strange, and just just an awkward hero overall. Just... I think just his W was the thing that was really weird, and then also the fact that nobody ever took his PVAOE stun ult. So they changed it, and they gave Falstead a rework as well, and let's talk about it. Zavis, what do you think? Wait, are we doing Falstad now or Lily? Uh, we are doing whoever you want to talk about. Tell me about uh, the I'm going to follow Maid's lead and go oh, to Lily. shit! Uh, well, um, I'm going to follow the initial lead and go back to Falstad. <laughs> um, actually, I have not played Lily, so I don't have a lot to say. I think it's interesting that they changed Maybe her Cloud Serpent talent to instead of doubling your attacks, just constantly attack while it's active. That's kind of neat. Uh, okay. Yeah, I actually I actually really dig the Lily changes more than anything. I think the other character changes were a bit weird, maybe kind of uncalled for, is the best way to say it. Uh, were they bad? I don't know. But Lily, I think everything was good. I think this is just prediction, but I think she may actually be somewhat competitive viable now. At least in rank play, we can definitely see her uh, as a fully legitimate pick. Uh, I mean, before, th- this is mostly coming from my experience seeing Rusty and people around Rusty play, because uh, he played a shit ton of Lily, and he was actually making it work with uh, damage builds and stuff like that. People were thinking healing builds was the way to go with Lily, but she's actually a really, really good uh, bruiser. She does duels extremely well. Uh, like against heroes like uh, Ufer, he can't do anything against her. She'll actually out DPS him to hell and back. Uh, against anyone who can't adequately deal with her, because she has cheap heals and cheap damage. Uh, so she's actually really a lot like Brightwing now with a buffs. Uh, I actually had crazy healing in a game and crazy damage. So yeah. Uh, I think she's great now. Better damage than ever. was okay. Well, I mean, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> it wasn't fall stuff, but considering she, my my main focus was being a healer of that entire game, I, I was surprised, you know? Cloud Serpent kicks absolute ass. Yeah, it really does. Is it too good? I would actually rather see a, a small damage buff to Lily instead of Cloud Serpent. But, uh, damage buff to what? To her ear? To, just to her ear? No, Lily's base damage. Maybe somehow integrate it into her Q or make it so her W just boost her own damage hmm. more than the Cloud Serpent damage. Because mm-hmm. uh, now the Cloud Serpent attacks automatically also. So kind of feels weird, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, I I still wish Lily would be kind of a less dumb hero, though. That's my only critique. Like, right now, Blizzard wants to make it kind of noob-friendly. Uh, but I don't know about it being completely auto automatically selected. That's my only concern. So, yeah. So, overall, you'd say Lily changes are good? Yeah, completely good. Mm -hmm. Completely necessary, I would say. Yeah, uh, definitely. There wasn't any way without she it. She was kind of a joke beforehand, and now she feels relevant. She was a joke, but somehow managed to kick you in the nuts if she didn't pay <laughs> enough attention. You were like, oh, what a troll pick. And then it's like, bam! <laughs> Cloud Serpent. And you're like, shit! How, how could this happen? And now it's, uh... It's, oh, like, Lily actually beat me. That's, I'm okay with that, you know? She's <laughs> serious. So, tell us about the Abathur changes, Davis. Yeah, Abathur changes. You've been you've been um, playing some Abathur. I played a bit of Abathur. It was cool. I like the way they changed it so that. Well, and first off, just the new alt is cool. Like, is it? It is. It gives you some options. I think the main thing about the new ultimate is it. It gives the Abathur player a choice and the option of some autonomy in their play. Like, beforehand, the Abathur player can't really do anything besides relying on teammates other than, you know, ultimate evolution. And they both do have a time duration, which kind of sucks for it. But, yeah, Abathur in general couldn't do a whole lot other than pushing unless the teammates were involved and you can get on them. Now that you have your own minion sort of thing that you can send out with the monstrosity, you can actually spec a lot more heavily into the symbiote and things related to having your symbiote up, and it's not wasted. Like, when you symbiote to your allies, it's a lot stronger, and then when you symbiote onto your monstrosity so that you have full control of it, it's crazy strong. Like, you can use it and give him the carapace that buffs all nearby minions and heals, and suddenly you've got this monstrosity in a creep wave that just gives every minion in that creep wave a shield, and the fort doesn't stand a chance. And you can take that monstrosity and decide you're going to go take a creep camp, because you can do that, and you don't have to rely on any of your allies to go do it. Um, I really like the fact that the locust builds have a little more benefit. There's the locust nest talent that you can take where you just put down the nest and it starts spawning one extra locust like one extra locust isn't a ton but you can just put it wherever and it leads to the potential of sort of deceiving your enemy by putting a locust in one spot and then burrowing to somewhere else so then two lanes have just that one constant stream of locust and they don't really know where you're hiding yeah that's um, like a cool challenge to me I like that's my initial rant on it. It seemed anyway. like such a like obvious pick to have his locusts spawn from a nest, have like something like a a um what are they called uh, swarm host kind of ability. So it was really uh, cool to see that. I don't uh, really play Abathur, but made do you at all? I I actually mained Abathur before. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, before the wipe. After that, I went into support, but I am still pretty much a, an Abifer player at heart. Um, so I actually have a lot to say about this. Uh, obviously, a lot of these were probably quick patches. I think a lot of these are in ideas. They're not concrete. I'm sure Blizzard will completely change... Not completely. I think some some of the ideas will stay there, but I think Abifer still has a long way to go. Um, clearly, the Locust Nest had too much burst capability. Uh, people were just taking cleave. They were going back, and you they were specking entirely for Locusts. Uh, it took the idea of uh, hero brawling completely away. You know, or either it did that and it removed Symbiote from uh, from play, or people went for uh, Ultimate Evolution and Locust, you know? Like, they'd Ultimate Evolution, and when they're off cooldown, or on cooldown, however, they'd pop their Locusts, go back into Ultimate Evolution, and it, it just felt kind of dumb, because then you weren't 
a dude who did symbiotes and a dude who was everywhere at once, you were another hero plus locust. Uh, so obviously that was just a quick fat, quick patch really fast to, to address that issue. Same goes with a lot of things. Uh, I don't actually know why they did some of the changes to Symbiote. Uh, like Symbiote actually had somewhat of a nerf, I think, on some areas and somewhat of a buff on other areas. I'm not sure what they hope to fix with that. They removed Eradicate Minions, which... What? I guess it had too much of a range against that? Too too much damage against minions? I mean, it was his only wave clear beyond his uh, his new ultimate ability. So, yeah, I think they're interesting changes, if not maybe the best. Cool. Abathur. We're not going to talk about Falstad because, eh, it's Falstad. But um, there were some other small changes, um, things like changing the uh, the skins like Asmoon Gul'dan or whatever it's called, and uh, Countess Kerrigan, things like that, changing the art, which was pretty cool. It's oh, good yeah. to see that they're readdressing some of those things, although I'd really like it if they would readdress Kerrigan's entire model, because she looks so ugly right now that I can barely play her, but... You know, to each his or her own. Um, yeah, I specifically like the Abathur one because they changed things that you can actually see on Abathur. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, the way his locusts look, the way the symbiote looks. Because, I mean, let's face it, Abathur is usually out of sight. So yep. any kind of skin on him is pretty unexciting unless you can actually see it in other ways. It's going to be interesting seeing other ways they think of to uh, modify his abilities because that's probably going to be the prime you know um kind of like thought process behind any skins that they make for him is like how can we change his abilities that fit this theme so I'm excited to see that I just hope they uh expand their, their, their uh, color palette I would say a bit more so far most heroes have had more or less the same color scheme, you know, and the same limits. Uh, so I, I just hope it will go into different shades and uh, stuff like that, because I, I really wouldn't want to confuse more, uh, more, uh, fuck, Murdens for, uh, <laughs> Murdens for thralls, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dim thralls. So it's going to be very interesting seeing how ranked plays out. Um, and how all of the, and how Thrall plays out, how the new heroes plays out. I'm very excited to see, um, the new, you know, stuff that we're going to be getting. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything that we got in the beta. It was, uh, maybe not as much as some of us were expecting. We didn't get, well, I didn't get Sonya. But, uh... I think... Do you guys have any closing thoughts? We've been going for about an hour. Uh, I think this is a, a very good start. I definitely think this is the, yeah, the complete right way in every single way. This is the, the right way to do things. Do uh, dangerous new changes, uh, stuff that's maybe uncalled for, do things that people wanted, do things that people maybe did not want, but as long as you have all of those in one, mm-hmm. not small unimportant changes like they've been doing to StarCraft 2, you know? They've, they've been very <laughs> reluctant about that, so here we're seeing full-blown Blizzard... They're uh, being bold. Yeah, old school, kind of like StarCraft 1 Blizzard. So, yeah. Good all around. Only good can come of this. Yeah, and only good things can change with the ranked system because it is absolute garbage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Zavis, got any closing thoughts? They gave the mule a brain. Uh, they did. <laughs> Just, it's, it, it could be too smart, though, now. So you gotta be careful. Yeah, we gotta watch like, out for some, like, Matrix stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Skynet mules. <laughs> well, um... I don't know. I think it's just been a quiet night. Um, we'll wrap up here. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Drawler, for providing some 
good questions. He was the one who brought up actually asking whether or not we'd have nerfs from uh, for Thrall or not, and uh, is in Switzerland right now. It's about four fifteen a.m. So uh, you know, get some sleep, man. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody <laughs> else who's been watching. Thanks to the guys who have been listening, and uh, I guess we'll see you later. This has been rad, as always. So uh, good night. And also, I love you. We all know.